This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. And we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your live show every Wednesday. And when it's live, you get little errors like that. I was reading. He's reading all the mustache comments. (laughs) He's like, oh, he's he's like just like jumping up and down. He's like, yeah. Mariana's like, go. He's like, I was like so excited reading the chat. And Mariana's like, go, idiot. So, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining (laughs) us for the live show brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org. Start over. over. No way, man. We're just plowing through. Plowing ahead. That's that's just my dating strategy, live strategy, signals from the frontline strategy. It works. Just keep on going Got forward. Us this far. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everybody. The show brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. Hit on over store.frontlinegaming.org, and you can buy stuffs. And things. Nailed it. Uh, my name is Reese. I'm your host. With me is Franklin the Turtle. Yep. And right. for everybody joining us in chat, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to us on the podcast or you're watching the video cast on YouTube, if you do want to join the live show, you can do so at 11 a.m. live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Pacific Standard Time. Ooh, which love is, it. I mean, to be honest, it is like the only time that anybody should care about. So I think if that's there why was, you don't have to make a statement about it. If there was only one time, it would be Greenwich Mean Time, right? Because like they yeah. invented it. No, <laughs> nope. Maybe we, the East Coast we time. We took it. We took it. We took it. Give we us done. that time. We done did it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us in the chat. We hope you enjoy the show. Let's jump right in and talk about what was going on this past week in the Games Workshop hobby. First of all, this week's pre-order is pretty cool. We got the uh, Sons of Behemoth, the new faction for Age of Sigmar. They're basically fantasy knights. And uh, we got the Mega Gargan. I put one together. The model is really, really, really cool. Um, the technology that they have for making models is it's outstanding yeah it's just incredible you look at all the little details like his even like his little loincloth like is just incredible it's yeah like 50 different pieces <laughs> it didn't actually take that long to put yeah. him together um there is a lot of parts there is a lot of little bits like the cloth and stuff like you were saying all the little ropes are separate bits and yet first you're like why the heck would they do that but then you put it on and it gives it a sense of three-dimensionality like it really looks like he's wearing clothes and like the ropes are really going over his body. So it, it's little things like that that just really make it a spectacular model. Yeah. Um, a little pricey. If you buy it with us, it's uh, at a discounted price and free shipping within the continental United States. So um, if you want to pick one up, I highly recommend it. It's one of the coolest models I've put together in quite a while. Um, really, really cool. And it makes three different kits. Yeah. And then amazing. the old giants are now like um, war dogs or. Um, Armagers. Yeah. So they come in a two pack and um, cool, mo- like a cool army. You don't have to put that many uh, models together. You can really take your time painting them up. Um, I'm a little out of touch with competitive Age of Sigmar, so my opinion on how good they are is like pretty much pointless. <laughs> but some of my friends have been saying they're a little disappointed with the rules. Yeah. For, for competitive Age of Sigmar, I don't know enough at this stage to really make any intelligent comment on it. They look good to me. They have 35 wounds and a ton of attacks, but... Yeah. Not bad. Plus, I mean, the models are amazing, so... That was why I got it. Yeah. Like, 
I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. I'm not making a, a Sons of Behemoth army. I'm using this for D and D. But I was so excited to get one. I was like, "Yeah, I can't wait." And then GW was kind enough to send us a preview model. I was like, "Yes, I don't even have to buy it." <laughs> Jackpot. Jackpot. Yeah. So then uh, the FLG Paint Studio is gonna base coat it with an airbrush, and I'm gonna go in and do the detail work. So I'm excited. Actually, I'm actually really excited to paint it. It's it's such a bitchin' model. Yeah. There's so much detail it's crazy yeah and there's all this cool little stuff like there's a little raven that's sitting on his back um his mouth is two different or i guess it's three different parts so he actually looks like he has like his mouth that look like looks real like he has like teeth that are that are individually like molded and yeah um it, it's just it's an incredible model like gw is just keeps getting better so very excited for that also up for pre-order this week is some uh, additional necron units the very popular Hexmark Destroyer, the six-armed gunslinger. Pew pew. Yeah, he saw the uh, uh, he saw the um, the G Circle. Kellermorph. Kellermorph who has three arms, and he was like, "Hold my beer, dummy." Yeah, watch this. Six, six guns. <laughs> she has six shooters in each of his hands. That'd be great. Yeah, it's like thirty-six crazy. bullets coming at you. That'd be um, a lot of shots. Yeah, it would. So, uh, really cool model, really popular, really good rules. And then, of course, you also have the Destroyers and the Necron Warriors up for pre-order. So if you do want to grab some of those, you can do so with us. Ooh. We appreciate the business. And as soon as we get them, they ship very promptly. There's some really funny comments in the chat. We should probably take a, take a moment to acknowledge some of these. Phil Kelly Rub My Belly says, is it $200 amazing? Referring to the giant. Uh, well, with us, it's only $170. So... I'd say it's $170 amazing. I'd say it's $300 amazing, <laughs> actually. So Yeah, it's an charge. expensive. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, we'll just increase the price. $300. You know what? Heard it here first. If you do That's spend that much, you can is. get two. <laughs> um, I, I, think it's, well, I think it's worth the money for sure. But, um, you know, everybody's judgment on what something's worth is going to vary from person to person. I, I, come in, like, I always have a pet peeve when people complain about the prices for... For the Games Workshop hobby, like, I get, yes, it is expensive. Is It is an expensive hobby. Yep. But it's also a hobby. <laughs> I'm like, it just, it always annoyed me. Even as a kid, I didn't really, like, complain about the price of stuff. Like, it is what it is. Like, if, you, if, if you're if you strapped for cash, maybe do something else. Like, get a side hustle. Like, I just always thought it was dumb to complain about it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the same with video games, too. Like, I always see people bitching about the prices of video games, and I'm like, why, don't buy it if you think it's too much money. Like, I'll spend 60 bucks on a video game without a moment's hesitation. If I play that game over the course of a year and you divide the amount of hours put in versus what you paid, it's nothing. Even for a week. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Like, I'm just like, why are you complaining? Like, you, what do you expect these people to make these video games for free? Yeah. Like, it takes a team, it takes a huge team of people working their ass off to deliver this product to you. And people are like, eh. It's 30 bucks. I'm like, oh, stop complaining. Yeah. Like, cool. I, like, I just, it really annoys me. And I mean, like you said, it depends on what you use it for, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be getting a lot of use out of it, then yeah, why not spend the money on it? Yeah. Like, you go out and eat a hamburger, you spend $20, like, that's gone in seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like, the, it's, it's so funny like, when people, like, complain about that, yeah. and then they turn around and blow money on stupid stuff, and I'm just like, I mean, I get it, it is expensive, totally, right? Like, scuba diving is expensive golf is expensive hunting is expensive like there's not a whole lot of uh, of hobbies that are not expensive so it's like 
if it really is a dent in your finances, if it's putting you in a bad financial position, don't, don't do buy it. it. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's not like anybody's putting a gun to your head and saying you must buy this thing. No, you want it, they and that's why you cool get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like you know. Sometimes you have to save up before you buy something. Yeah, but that's just life. Like, I, I never understood the complaining about the price of a luxury good. I ne- never, never got it. It's really simple. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. If you think it's too expensive, don't buy it. <laughs> to my in my mind, that's just it's that simple. But yeah, you know, eh, a lot of people want something. They want it for free, and then they want it to be updated, and they want all this work to be done, and they don't pay any mind to the fact that there's people that are trying to get paid for their effort and that's normal and that's fair but <laughs> comments are great <laughs> so many there's some of these comments aren't fit for a family friendly show like ours but they're really funny uh one of the good ones though was Paris, you have that mustache which is a big money maker <laughs> I, I wish or underwater scuba <laughs> golfing while hunting starfish is super expensive yeah that's true i mean if you want a cheap hobby that's fulfilling like do yoga or something i don't know like, like pick up jogging that's really affordable play chess yeah chess that's a great one it's a tactically deep game uh doesn't cost much it's free really there you go you could paint the chess pieces and go crazy or bingo uh, yeah yeah and it's just like if you want to buy like you know the example a lot of people use is like i'd like to have a sports car but i think it's too expensive so i don't buy one i'm not sitting there writing angry emails that Porsche charges too much for their car. They charge what people pay for it. You should, though. Yeah, I almost did. I almost did buy uh, a used Porsche. I found one uh, certified pre-owned for a really good price. And I almost pulled the trigger on it, and I was just like, nah. Because it's not practical, really. Like, if if it's your your second car, if you can afford two cars, then it would totally make sense and be super fun. But as, like, your daily driver, like, going to the grocery store and stuff, it just doesn't really work. Yeah. It's just you can't fit very many people in like, it. a gallon of milk, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, oh, dang. Did you see those commercials where Porsche was trying to sell it as, yeah? You yeah. Can, and there was, like, a guy putting, like, gravel in the back of it. I was like, get out of here. That was amazing. Stop. Just stop. Was it a just, Super Bowl commercial? Something I like that. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, there's, like, this swarthy guy, like, throwing, like, like, <laughs> construction car. equipment in the back of the Porsche. I was like, get out of here. That's so silly. I like it. So anyway, everyone's free to have their opinion on it. Yes, uh, you know, tabletop wargaming in general is expensive. It's an expensive hobby, but like whether or not you think it's worth it is up to you. I do. Um, you may not, and that's fine. But bitching and moaning about the cost of something that you want that you don't need is a super big waste of time, in my opinion. Unless you think you need it. Yeah. Maybe you need this guy to survive. I mean, with, with, with Games Workshop, it's definitely more justified, right? Because you spend more and there's, there's, it's, it's a bigger investment. The, with the video game one, is such a pet peeve for me. <laughs> well, I just I, I go on like some of the forums and they're like, I can't believe they're charging $50 for this game. I'm like, shut up. Just seriously, shut up. If you don't have 50 bucks to spend on something that you could put in a thousand hours into, you need to go get a job, sir. <laughs> It just drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Get off my lawn, you punks. That's right. Next week, we have some really exciting releases going up for pre-order. That would be on Saturday the 17th. Um, I can't remember what these are called. They're like Ophidian Destroyers or something like that. They're basically like, they look like wraiths, and they have the big blades. Uh, really brilliant models. The rules look pretty good to me, too. Um, models are interesting. It looks like, like they're it? missing something. 
Yeah, like, they're, they're... especially the one like towards the top. Like, it just doesn't look like it's a complete model. It looks like it's like a kit bashed Necron. You're like, all right, cool. I I uh, really like them. I think they look very cool. Like, it's like they're they were like ripped in half, and their spinal cord came out, and it was really long. Like they had a tail. And sharp. <laughs> I like them. I think they look super cool. Um, really, really good model. Uh, really cool kit. And they're a little spindly, but that's ah, right. The rules are really cool too. So. Yeah, they, the rules look good. Like I think they're going to be a pretty powerful assault unit. Yeah. Um, I like that you have options now. Like rays have a lot of attacks, not a lot of AP, and then you have this unit which has really good AP. Um, they both are very mobile. I think they're cool. I like yeah. them. Uh, and then you have the the Necron Terrain kit, which comes with three different kind of worn out obelisks. I can't remember what the, the kit is called off the top of my head. I apologize. Obelisk kit. It's called Triple Lisk. I don't know. <laughs> creative uh really really cool uh model kit even if you just get it just to make a spice up a, a necron themed table i think yeah. they, it's well worth it really really beautiful uh models uh the updated monolith is coming out yeah. i i'm uh, i'm actually a fan of the new rules for the for the monolith it's basically the same as it was i think it, it's a little bit more reasonably priced but um the weapon options now is instead of the gauze Flare or the gauze flux arc thing. The what are they called? Gauze flares? Called like a flare arc. Something like that. Arc flare. So you had four of the side guns that were like uh, lots of shots. Now you can take high, uh, high strength, high damage shots, and there's four of them. Of course, now in uh, eighth, ninth edition rules, where you you can, they don't have firing arcs anymore. You can shoot all four of them at the same target. It's it actually makes a monolith really appealing, in my opinion. A lot of people have made the comment. In chat, uh, people are talking about uh, it's too bad it's a Lord of War. I don't think that's the end of the world, really. It's unfortunate, honestly. But the model... Why would that stop you from taking it, Frankie, personally? Huh? Just because you have to burn a detachment to take it. You lose some CP. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could take the Supreme Command detachment. um, And then you have to take another detachment. Right. Well, the thing is, with the Supreme Command detachment, it lets you take quite a bit of different stuff. Yeah, it would be... It would be a really specific army build. Like maybe you take an obelisk, one of those, um, the Silent King, and then you take another detachment of like fast attack or so, you know, whatever. Or you um, take all monoliths. Now, now, we're now you're somewhere. talking. See? Now you're <laughs> talking. Solved it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Lord of War thing is a little frustrating, but the, I think the model's cool and I think it's got solid rules too. Yeah, but I mean, just for James Carmona, uh, the monolith is very neat. It's a it's neat, neat model. It's a neat jet. It's a neat model. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, the most, probably the coolest model. I'd say one most of the. Neat. I'd say one of the most neat models I've seen <laughs> in my life is the Void Dragon. God, the thing is so badass. That model is sick. <laughs> so badass. It, someone made a good comment though that it might be a little fragile because of the way. Oh yeah, it doesn't look like you'll be able to pick it up. It'll break in half. And <laughs> transporting it might be a challenge too. Yeah. Because it's so big. And it's so, like, spindly. Like, you'd have to, like, especially, like, flying to an event with that might be a challenge. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that's, you can overcome it. But, God, it's such a bitchin' model. I love it. Super-duper yeah. amazing uh, kit. It's Kinda quite rem- pleasant, Ooh. as they say in England, I think. Ooh, cheerio, chap. <laughs> cheerio. I say that's top drawer. I don't know what what when top shelf. That's a top shelf model right there, Reese. What, do you, what when you're if you're a limey, what do you say when something's really good? I don't know. I don't. They're usually so negative. In the states, you say can of corn. <laughs> they don't. Can they of don't corn say anything positive. There, you know? That is bully. 
He's at least five hands tall, so. If you're Canadian and you would just apologize. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry for putting this model on the table, hey? I don't know. Yeah. And if you're Australian, you're, you're an orc. So I don't know what <laughs> you're, you're an orc. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, also, we've got the new Space Marine um, turret thing coming out. It looks like straight out of StarCraft. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, even like... Nah, they're just... Eh. The model designers you know are like, oh, you copied... 40k and made StarCraft? Well, how do you like these apples? <laughs> Copy your game. Wizard's like, we're cool. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, we could buy you. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll brush it off. Uh, and then there's a new Primaris Tech Marine. Yeah. Super duper cool model. This guy's sick. Yeah, he's really, really, really bitching. I like the little, like, automated uh, heavy bolter on his yeah. shoulder. It's super cool. And then uh, we also have the new uh, Aeronautic Imperialis Orc Bomber. Ooh. It's called like the Mega Bomber or something like that. Super. The Berna Mega Bomber. Yeah. These models in real life are brilliant. Like we've had a couple come through the paint studio. Yeah. They're, it's, I mean, I know it sounds stupid and obvious, but it's literally just a shrunken down version of the bigger model. Like, no way. But it, the detail and everything is so crisp. It's amazing. Yeah. Like they're really, really cool. And we've said it a million times, but it's like, Please just give us epic. Everything, yeah. Give yeah. us the Marines, give us the tanks. I don't Come want on. just Titans and Flyers. Yeah, I want it all. That's not that exciting. I want it all. Oh, there's some really colorful comments in the chat. We're going to just pass on over those. <laughs> uh, also, in video game news, Baldur's Gate 3 came out for early access last week. Uh, probably the most highly anticipated video game of the year, if not the last few years. The studio that made it, Larian Studios, made Divinity Original Sin 2. That's probably the most famous game. Prior to this, the whole staff here has been playing Divinity Original Sin 2. It's a brilliant game. And from what I, the, the reviews I've been reading have been super positive. So Baldur's Gate, it is, it's basically an open beta right now. Yeah. Um, and they said it's going to be like that for a year. Um, yeah. Well, they, so, like, Larian Studios uh, has been trying to make this game for a really long time. Yeah. Like, as I understand it, Sven, I think that's his name, is the head of the studio. This is like his magnum opus. Like, this is the, this is the game that he's dreamed of making. So his position on it has been, uh, it'll be ready when it's ready for, for full release. Fair enough. Yeah, so like, they're not rushing it. They want it to be perfect. It's already got a super positive, super high rating on Steam. So anybody out there that wants to, uh, to jump in and play it, it looks like an absolutely amazing game. I'm kind of waiting a little bit. Like, I've been looking forward to this game since I was in high school. Right? <laughs> Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 are two of my favorite games of all time. And I'm kind of waiting a little bit because they're doing hot patches every day. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to wait. I've got some other games I've been playing in, my, in what little free time I do have. So I'm not in a super rush. Like, I, I, wanna, I want my first experience to be really positive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe with the, like we've been doing, we can just go in and play multiplayer. Because it plays like Divinity Original Sin 2 with the turn-based. Yeah. But it's D&D &D uh, &D 5th Ed rules. And it, Super cool. It, the game looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, there's, there's something for everybody. Like, I, we really like the, the like, turn-based, like, it doesn't have to be turn-based. We really like the, like, game mechanics, like, getting in there, playing it on the hard mode, trying to optimize everything. That's really fun. Yeah. But there's, it's all fully voice acted. The cinematics are amazing. It's a beautiful game. If you like like the romance angle in games, Ooh. like like in Dragon Age, it's my favorite. There, there's a lot of that in there for you if that's something that you enjoy in a game. I, I think this is going to go down as one of the great great games. 
Um, it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I'll probably wait until it's all done, though. I'll probably wait the entire year and then jump in. Yeah. I'm excited for Diablo 3 or Diablo 4, whatever. Is it? Did they announce that? Yeah, but they delayed it like another year. So uh, it'll come out in like 2030, I think. <laughs> We'll get it. <laughs> I never even played Diablo 3. The cinematic was so cool, dude. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, the, they did announce it, right? Yeah. The cinematic was badass. Yeah. They've been teasing out little bits and pieces. And yeah. Like, they showed off, like, uh, some of the skill trees. It's it's going to be tits. I didn't even play 3, man. Like, I played 2. Yeah. I played 2 for a while, but it was just so grindy after a while. I was kind of like, eh, I don't even care to beat it. It was fun, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Another <laughs> video game news, and also related to tabletop gaming... Uh, Iron Harvest 1920 just came out. This is a classic real-time strategy, super similar to Company of Heroes. Uh, and what makes it unique is that it's based on the Scythe board game. The Scythe board game came out like three or four years ago, really popular. Uh, it's a very cool concept. It's an alternate 1920 um, uh, historical setting. So basically right after World War One-ish, there's these kind of like quasi-fake um, uh, continental European powers. It's like Polania, Roosevelt, um, basically Germany, Poland, and Russia. Yeah. And uh, it's it's very familiar in that you know it, w w what it looks like in 1920. You would expect it, but the idea is that Nikola Tesla invented walkers. So instead of tanks, they have walking machines that look really steampunky. It's super cool. Uh, I really like the setting a lot, and the game's actually really fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you been playing the video game? Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, because when I saw it was based off the Scythe board game, I was like, I'm gonna support him. I'll buy it. Yeah. And uh, and I love Company of Heroes. It's one of my favorite RTSs. So uh, it's really cool. And like you have characters that have like, there's like a, a, a Polish sniper that has a bear, and the bear goes and attacks people. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a German like with a Kaiser helm. He's got a big uh, pipe, and he has two wolves that he can like send at you. Huh. Um, it's really fun. It's really That's fun. Cool. They have, like, Maxim machine guns, and yeah. the walkers are really cool. Like, one of them, he has, like, a little wheel that he sits on, and he, like, crawls along and stuff. <laughs> so um, if you like real-time strategy and you like, you know, that kind of a setting, give it a look. Yeah. Right? You're, support you're also supporting tabletop gaming by doing so. Alrighty, The long-awaited 44 by 30-inch FLG mats are finally ready to go. They're going into the web cart uh, as we speak. Big shout out to Mariana. She slogged through that, making all the web card images and everything. It takes forever. It took longer than we thought. Sorry for the delay, but those will all be in the web card by the end of the day today. So if you want to get a 44 by 30 FLG mat, you can do so. Perfect for Combat Patrol. Is that yep. what it's yep. called? Yeah. So we've had a lot of people asking about them, and, and they're finally ready. There's only one active in the web card right now, but the rest of them will be in there by the end of the day. It takes. Yeah. Putting, takes a minute. Putting 100 new items in the web card is not a quick process. It's not fast. At all. Uh, also, we will have the conversion kits ready by, what do you think, next week, buddy? They're all done. We just, again, we have to create the web card images for them. So uh, maybe by Friday. By oh. Friday? Maybe. All right. Well, we're going to hold Frankie to that. Put his feet over a fire. So the conversion kits, what we mean by that is um, it's some neoprene strips. You could put on a four by six mat and turn it into a 40, uh, 44 by 60. So if you already have an existing four by six and you want to be able to use it, um, or if you have a, a variety of four by sixes, this one conversion kit makes it easy to do. Yep. So super cool. Glad to get those ready to go. It took a little longer than expected, but we've been really busy. 
All right, Las Vegas Open in 2021 updates. So looking, it's actually looking really good. Unfortunately, it's looking really bad for a lot of international uh, travelers. Uh, some people have already been told that they won't be able to travel to the States in January. So is what it is what it is. We have a refund policy that you can take advantage of for that. If you, if you know it's like just not possible to come, that sucks. But hey, thanks, Rona. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. But for domestic travelers and international travelers that will be able to come, it's actually looking really good right now. Uh, we have a meeting with the uh, casino group, the hotel group, right after the podcast to talk about all the different options. Uh, they are, so far, they want to work with us. We want to make it happen if we can do so safely. Right now in Nevada, you can have gatherings of up to 250 people per room. So obviously the LVO would be significantly smaller than usual. That's a given regardless. Yeah. Um, but it's looking actually pretty good that we can have a safe event, super socially distanced, mandatory masks, hand sanitizer everywhere. The casinos are all doing a temperature checks on people when they come in the door. So well, we're pretty confident we can do it as safely as possible for people that want to come. Obviously, if you trust your instincts, if you think it's too much of a risk for you. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups. It would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. Do that. Don't, don't come if you're nervous about it. Yeah. Um, but we're actually, we're feeling pretty confident. I'm feeling way more confident than I was even a week ago. Um, you know, so unless something crazy happens over the, the winter, um, which it could, but if things stay the way they are right now, it looks like we're actually going to be a green light to go, which is, which is cool. I, I, I was, like, not sure if we were going to be able to do it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on what happens in the next couple months and everything. And like we said, if we can't have it safely, then we won't have it. Yeah. Um, but currently with the restrictions and the guidelines going on right now, uh, we could safely distance everybody and have an event. It won't be like all the other LVOs. It'll be significantly smaller, but at least we'll be able to get some people together. So, Yeah. So, you know, the safety and health of uh, the attendees is our number one concern and of our own staff. Like, we're not, you know, we're not going to take any unnecessary risks. But with, um, with how big some of these rooms are, and uh, even if you subdivided them up a little bit by putting up the air walls, which makes them into completely separate rooms, um, you would have phenomenal social <laughs> distancing yeah so like the idea would be each table would be really far away from the next table um everybody would be required to stay in their little area basically the way that they did it in germany they had a um it was a couple hundred people i think and the way that they set it up it was super safe 
Yeah. So that that would what we would be aiming for, and uh, hopefully we can do it. You know. Yep. There's there is still a pretty good chance that there will be a vaccine ready at that time, but it's like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We don't want to bank on that. You know, we want to plan on being able to do it safely, even if that's not uh, the case. Yeah. So. Of course. <laughs> we'll, Willie Ray Ray in the chat says, make it mandatory to wear those inflatable dinosaur suits. (laughs) That would be really funny. That would be so hot. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll keep you all updated as we get closer. But um, we want to make the call as far out as possible. However, as we've been saying all year, unfortunately, we're probably going to be making the call pretty close to the event. Yeah. It is what it is. Just like SoCal. Yeah, it's just there's, there's, yeah, it is what it is. Yep. All right, uh, we wanted to talk about what lists we are going to be playing or that we think we're going to be playing for ninth edition when we can play um, because we're getting pretty, even though there's not a lot of events going on, it is kind of like settling in. We're getting our first codexes. We thought it'd be fun to chat about. Uh, Frankie has been playing Harlequins. He's been having really good success with them and uh, well, in what little we've been able to play. Yeah. Uh, but that, we're seeing that all over the place. So, Frankie, why don't you ch- ch- chat a little bit about your list and what you like about it? Yeah, so the, the really cool thing is I didn't have to change my list at all from 8th to 9th because uh, I was already playing Harlequins with the exact same loadouts, all fusion guns. Or that's not true. I did change the weapon loadout uh, for their close combat weapons. I used, to, you... take, I used to take the plus 2 strength AP2 attacks, um, and I switched it up to the kisses, which are plus 1 strength uh, D3 damage. Got it. So Why'd you make that change? I made the change due to the Space Marines getting extra wounds. Yeah, but it's enough. the same points for the weapons, so it was really easy to do. I was like, all right, easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've been rocking my Harlequins. I take six troops, uh, five-man units. I have one six-man. They're all fusion guns, and they all have kisses. I forgot all, to update the list. But, all uh, of them have fusion pistols. Yeah, they all have fusion <laughs> pistols. It was the same <laughs> list that I was running in eights. Um, and oh, then I have uh, are two like, troop masters. Ah! <laughs> yeah, they're like, leave me alone. I have two troop masters and a shadow seer, um, and then I have a big six-man unit of the bikes, uh, the sky weavers, and then I have uh, six uh, star weavers, uh, which are the transports, um, and I run them as a, a soaring spite, so that uh, you, when you advance your vehicle, you're still able to shoot your fusion guns. Nice. Um, which is really good because they move 22 inches at that point, and then they have their six-inch range on their pistols. So a lot of times on turn one, you're able to blast some Space Marines on the table. So. Well, now with the change to the way fusion works, too, you auto-kill Space Marines if you're in range. Yeah. Like, you just guaranteed to smoke them. So, yeah, I, I actually haven't played it since the changes, but it'll be even better. Um, but, yeah, the it's it's been doing really well. As you guys have seen at a lot of the events, Harlequin's been doing extremely well. They pair up against Marines, like... They just have all the tools to kill them. Yeah, you just they, they can kill them, them in close combat. They yeah. can kill them in shooting. Uh, they're really fast, so they can react to other armies. Um, they just they do everything that you need them to do, especially for the missions. So, um, um, Arctically flavored in the chat saying the Harley Fusion didn't get the plus two. Oh, maybe damage. Yeah. Did they not? I haven't looked at I it. I thought so. they. I thought they did in the FAQ. Let us know in chat. Um, Boom in our face, but that's fine. Still get to roll two d six in most cases. Yeah, you nice. still odds are you're gonna annihilate them. Yeah, and then the Skyweavers are just amazing at grabbing objectives. That's that's pretty much all they do is grab objectives, and then if there's any vehicles, their haywire guns just annihilate it. Yeah. Um, because they they, it's funny they hit less hard in close combat than the troops do. <laughs> and they have two guys on the bikes, but it's alright. 
The troops yeah, the, are so good. And the Haywire, whenever you see a vehicle that needs killing, it's oh, dead. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, with the changes so. to core and auras, you might be seeing less vehicles. Except, I don't know. We'll see. But when you do, it'll probably be, like, a specific vehicle, right? So it's, like, and, and knights are a lot less popular than they used to be. So um, when you do come across that one Dreadnought or whatever, uh, Redemptor, um, you're going to be able to take it out really consistently. Yeah, and then their stratagems are just amazing. Um, they have the go up to a three-up invo save. They have a stratagem to when they kill something in close combat, they can jump back into one of their vehicles. Um, they can teleport their characters around. Like a lot of the stratagems for Harlequins do amazing things for the missions. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you, you can move in the in every phase of the game, including the psychic phase. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think are your weaknesses with your Harlequin list? It's the same weaknesses that I had in 8th. Uh, hordes will just annihilate me because, I mean, a five-man troop could do a lot of damage to a horde, but in most cases they're not going to wipe it out, and then they swing back and just kill them. Because your only toughness three with a four-up invo save, so in most cases you're going to get wiped out. Um, so yeah, horde orcs would be really bad, but again, with ninth, a lot of the lists aren't playing hordes, so... Yeah. They're pretty safe. Uh, Nids, same thing. If they had like a bunch of Gaunts or something like that, it'd be hard to chew through it. Um, but I think I can play to the mission uh, well enough that I'd be okay in those scenarios. I just wouldn't be able to kill a lot. Yeah. Because so. I know I have actually seen a couple orc lists that have been doing well that have been Horde orcs, like Jeff Poole. Nice. Jeff Poole's been doing really well, and I've seen a couple people that have won or placed high in events with actually playing Horde orcs. Yeah. So that might be a counter that you have to look out for. Yep. But with the you know Marines dominating the meta as they have for the past like year and change, you're in a target-rich environment big time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, orcs are still just a really bad matchup just because of how many bodies they have, and yeah. killing an orc is nothing in comparison to killing a troop. Like a troop's 25 points on my list, whereas yeah. an orc is not. <laughs> well, I think it's so. a cool list. It's super mobile, and yeah. then again on the, the, the tabletop titans guys, uh, Brian. Uh, Poland is saying that he thinks that they're the best army, or they're the army to beat in ninth edition. Yeah, I would so. have to agree. I think they have like all the tools. Their stratagems are excellent, and they're just so fast that they're able to play to the missions really well. Yeah, so. and the, I like the way you painted it too. A lot of people have lamented or have been intimidated by taking up a Harlequin army because it's the traditional paint scheme is really really difficult. Uh, Frankie painted his like ninjas, so they're all black. Yeah, good old with, with a little mining. with a little bit of color on there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it looks really good. I was thinking if you did them white, like the opposite, white just paint them white. Sick. Yeah, yeah, because you could have a uh, uh, storm shadow and uh, snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, so I've been hemming and hawing, as I've said on the past couple shows. I've been kind of like going back and forth on what list I want to play in ninth edition when we when, when when we actually can play, which isn't very frequent right now. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to play my guard, but then I had to like redo a bunch of stuff, and uh, I played guard a lot in eighth edition. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'll play my tyrannids, but then I have to paint a bunch of stuff. And my paint scheme I chose for my nids is like aneurysm inducing. Like I put four colors on each plate on their chitin, and I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> it looks really good. Yeah. It's a really striking color scheme, but it's like it takes. Like I seriously was almost stabbing my eyes out when I painted my. Um, my Trigon because there's like 50 plates on there and I'm like why did I do this <laughs> yeah. so I've been like I really I've just been not wanting to paint a bunch of stuff that it takes a long time to do and there's a lot of models like same with my foot door like get them up to snuff I'd have to paint like six seven new units yep and that paint scheme again it looks really striking 
I'm not going to say it's the best paint job. I'm not that great of a painter, but it's really striking, but it takes forever. Like I actually had someone painting my army and he, he quit. <laughs> He's like, nah. I'm He's good. like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I get it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so when I saw the rules for Deathwing, um, they really jumped out at me because I was like, wow, there's not that many models. They're really durable. Um, Terminators are awesome. They haven't really been good forever since like fifth ed. Like you haven't really seen Terminators doing anything outside of some wonky like Death Star. Yeah. Um, I was like, I love the models. It would be uh, easy to get it together. Uh, you'll either win quick or you'll lose quick most of the time. Your games will play fast. You don't have to move a million models. You don't have to carry a bunch of stuff. I was like, this is like the good, this is a solid old man army. I'm feeling that. <laughs> I'm really feeling that right now. Yeah. Um, and then if you wanted to, you could speed paint it, get it done really quickly, or you could really take your time on it. Because um, there's like 35 models, you know? Yeah, it gives you a lot of options. Yeah, so that really jumped out at me, and a lot of people have been complaining about Deathwing online. I, everyone I've talked to, like all the other playtesters and stuff, they really think it's super overblown. They're like on the table, it's really hard to actually win missions. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're super durable for sure, but um, they really struggle to actually win the mission. So. A lot of people that I've talked to whose opinion I trust are like, they're not that great. They're, they're not even a tier one army. Um, let us know what you think in the chat. But anyway, this is kind of like the, where I'm at with my list right now. I'm still trying to work out a couple things. Um, and I haven't had a chance to try it yet. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I'm not saying this is the right way to play them. This is just where I'm at in my um, uh, kind of brainstorming. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at, uh, obviously, a spearhead detachment, uh, Captain Pigeon Toes, Blyle. He's a, little, he's a little overpriced, in my opinion. He's 140 points. Like, you can get a normal captain for 100 points, a Terminator captain. Yeah. But he has the chapter master ability where he can make one unit have four rerolls. I think that's really good. And then he himself is actually really good in combat. His sword does three damage. He's minus one to hit. Um, and his, uh, his storm bolt does two damage. I was like, eh, I think he's worth it. You have to custom make him, though, because his model is hideous. So dumb. Well, you can't even... The biggest challenge right now is you literally can't get Deathwing at all. (laughs) They're all sold out. Yeah, they're all sold out. So I was actually thinking about doing it with Chaos Terminators and doing it, like, um, accounts as Deathwing with all Chaos models. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like the way that the Chaos Terminators and the Chaos models look better anyway. So I was like, ah, that might be really fun. You could use Abaddon as Belial. Abaddon's model is bitch. He's way too big. No, but that's I, all right. He looks so cool. He looks so bitchin'. But there's so many cool, like, Terminator, uh, Chaos Terminator models. I was like, that'd yeah. be really fun. And, and I'm actually, like, excited to, like, like paint some of this stuff, which yeah. I haven't felt in a long time. Uh, and then a Master of Sanctity. So uh, the chaplain with the upgrade where you pay to have the extra um, litany. And then you can give him the Warlord trait for plus one on the litanies. I feel like that's, like, a, a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, three units of Deathwing Terminators. Two five-man, one with a Cyclone missile launcher and then a Thunderhammer Storm Shield on the Sergeant. Uh, one 10-man unit, the same loadout, and the last five-man unit with all Lightning Claws. They're really, really cheap. It's only like 175 points for five Terminators with Lightning Claws. Like, it's really good. And they get yeah. a ton of attacks. You can give them Pretty plus strong. one attack. Um, I think that that unit is going to be, for the points, you just throw them into someone's, like, screens and just blender them. Yeah. Uh, one unit of Deathwing Knights, because... They're really cost-effective, solid unit. And then um, a Deathwing Command Squad, which you kind of have to take 
to unlock all the little characters without running out of space in your force word chart. Yeah. So these are all don't count towards your um, limit on the amount of elites you can take as long as you have a captain, which uh, Belial is. So it's a, a two-man Deathwing command squad, uh, an apothecary upgraded to be a chief, chief apothecary. He can uh, resurrect a unit for or a model for free. He can heal two units. In an army like this, I feel like you get so much mileage out of that. Yeah. Deathwing champion, the ancient... Uh, the Ancient, you can upgrade him to give the uh, Feel No Pain banner. So the, all your guys are only wounded on a 4+. plus. They have three wounds, Terminator armor, and then the Feel No Pain if they're within range. So they're pretty dang durable. It's pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. Super duper durable. Um, and then I, I, I got a Redemptor Dread in there just because I really want to use one. Like, I don't think you need it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the, but with the minus one damage that the Dreadnoughts get now... And the model's just so bitching. The model's cool. The model's so cool, dude. I was like, I just want to put one in there. <laughs> uh, and then Andrew Gagno convinced me to put a unit of Outriders in because I was going to go all Terminators. Yeah. But he convinced me to put one unit of bikes in there so that you could use the stratagem where a unit can come out of um, Deep Strike within six inches of the enemy. And then still charge, yeah. And still yeah, and then you charge. Like, you could do it with the, uh, the big unit of 10 or with the Lightning Claw or Deathwing. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's too good not not to take advantage of. And Outriders are ridiculous. They're stupid. They're not bad. <laughs> They're, They're so bad. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so, it, do I think I'm going to win every game with this army? No, not at all. Yeah. Do I think it's going to be fun, easy to play, and quick? Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at. Plus, it'll be cool. It gives you an opportunity to do some cool things with the models. Yeah. Like The Terminator models are so amazing. They're so bitching, dude. Yeah. And now they have three wounds and everything. I was like, this looks great. I don't think it's going to be the best army. I think uh, any tuned-up uh, army that can deal with the uh, Terminators is going to blow through you. But, like, whatever. You bring it to the table expecting that to be the case. It's like playing Knights. Like, with Knights, you're like, if I have a bad matchup, I'm going to get spanked. Yep. But if I don't, I'm going to do really well. Um, and then with that big unit of 10 Terminators, you can have fun using the strats on them, getting a lot of mileage out of it. So, I thought it'd be fun. And the, the, the Chaplain has so many good litanies. Yeah. Those so, litanies are amazing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people in the chat are saying, oh, yeah, well, someone who has, like, eradicators and stuff. Yeah. Someone had a bunch of eradicators, I'd be like, this is going to suck. It's going to hurt. <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot. But whatever, dude. It's more time to drink beer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you're only wounded on a four, so yeah. you got that going for you. Yeah. That's right. And you have a ton of shots with the storm bolters. Yeah. And with every with most of the sergeants having a Thunder Hammer Storm Shield, they can tank some wounds. It's three attacks. You can do some damage in melee. Yeah. Um, I just think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a fun army to play. It would, you would struggle to, to win the objective game, though. Objectives would be challenging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those little characters are just going to be sitting on objectives. You're like, eh. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think it's the greatest army ever, but I think it'd be fun. And it'd be fun to mod, to, it'd be a fun hobby project. Yeah. So let us know in the chat, what do you think? Am I making any obviously stupid list-building decisions? All of them. What's up, Junior? How you doing, buddy? In the chat, jumped in. Uh, let's take a look at the rankings. 40K current competitive track in the itc uh, we actually have been having some movement it's yeah, cool there's been some tournaments yeah there's been some events that have been safe been able to safely happen so uh current competitive track top five we have dan sammons as continues to lead the pack followed by ken knox vic vj in third rude steenbaker in fourth and johan nicholson nicholson in fifth uh we've had uh, quite a few european events that have jumped in there which is great uh 40k hobby track uh current top five James Weston is in first place, followed by Naaman Allen. John Smith in third. Colton Hatch drops down into fourth. 
and Sean Nasto. In <laughs> what fifth. a name. Dude, that's that the is best. a great name. That is the best. Uh, uh, current Age of Sigmar competitive track, top five. Matt Beasley in first. William Sohaili in second. Jared Zizweta in third. Jared Neiman in fourth. And Kurt Roper in fifth. And wait for it, Frankie. We actually had some movement in the... Yeah, <laughs> they played another tournament. In the Age of Sigmar. Uh, if you want an easy award, go, go paint some models in Age of Sigma. Indeed. Uh, Russell Tanner is currently in first place, followed by Adam Kamenish in second. Will Reeves moves into second, or tied okay. into second, excuse me. Uh, Matt Abbott in fourth, and Dan Sanchez in fifth. Current Warhammer Underworlds top five. Ivan Cho is still in first place. Glenn Dean is in second. Jonathan Coulson in third. Cody Handler in fourth, and Michael Melody in fifth. And Kill Team, current top five. Rudy Pertu Tatininen in first place. I'm sure I'm butchering your name. I apologize. That is a tough name. That is. Uh, John Sow in second. Lucas Carone in third. Angel Alvarez Serrano in fourth. And Manuel Melguizo in fifth. Yeah. Check out these FLG Paint Studio models that we recently painted for a client. Some funky fantasy football players, Amazonians. That's right. Uh, these are some goofy models, but I like them. They're cool. I like them. Very characterful. Yes. Uh, All right, let's answer some questions in chat before we wrap it up today. A little bit of a short show, but that's okay. All right. Uh, Necromana says, uh, GW is pushing the combat patrol size matches in the codex for newer players to start with. Are you guys considering making an ITC terrain pack for that is suited for the 30 by 44 tables? Yeah. Sure. We'll probably come out with some um, packages for 30 by 44, that, that's an intelligent move. Excuse me. I said the burp there. Uh, Neon Cat, yeah, I think Age of Sumer has some of the best models in the world. Although, 40K is starting to close the gap as they update everything. Yeah, those new Necron models. What, what? Yeah. Are incredible. Uh, campaigning for a Necromunda hobby track segment, says Phil Kelly, rub my belly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Keep mean, going. That's definitely something we can look at. Yeah. For sure. Uh, do we have a brick and mortar store in Vegas, Axe TLT, Triple X? We do, although during the plague times, it is currently closed to the public. Um, we've been, we just shut down for safety reasons for the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a brick and mortar store, and we're located in Boulder City, Nevada. Uh, James says, I'm going to get an easy button for me. Ooh, I like who? those little easy buttons. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the easy button. Easy button. You know what's nice now that uh, I'm not... Not considered like a high level player anymore, I think. It really takes the Were pressure you ever, off. Though? I don't know. I thought so at one point. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else did. <laughs> it really takes the pressure off. Yeah. I can roll up with my Deathwing army and be like, I lost. Bah. <laughs> You're like, cool. Bah. I don't care. Uh, what list is my mustache running in 9 3? Ooh, there you go. Uh, the most powerful list in the game. Duh. That's right. Deathwing. Uh, my LGS closed 40K play as well. Uh, says JW, now I have to leave my scars in the bike shed. Sad day. Yeah, I think everybody is really over COVID. Uh, unfortunately, I was reading, I was listening to the news, and they said that the winter might be actually worse. Yeah. Worse. So, fingers crossed that's not the case. Let's hope not. Everybody yeah. stay safe. Yeah, wear your stupid mask. I know it's annoying. When you're out in public, in my opinion, it's smarter to listen to the experts. Yep. Uh, Wizard of Boss says, not really a question, but I just want to shout out the Nine Dog Sulfur Hound Blob. What? Nobody but him <laughs> plays it. I don't know what that is, but you got me to read it. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, 
Uh, replying to George Thompson. Everybody in the chat is kind of talking to each other. Sweet. So anyway, uh, kind of a short show today, but no big deal. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the live show. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening, make sure to like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Jump on over, check out the 44 by 30 FLG mats. Those will be up in the web cart today. If you want to get one, you can do so. They're really cool. They uh, print it out really nicely. I like them. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you all next Wednesday. Lizard, what's your secret to get him to read stuff? <laughs> it's MVP. <laughs>